Good morning. What is what is this morning? Exactly how I planned it. Check, check. Oh, here we go. No. I, I think probably this morning is quite possibly the greatest day in Christ Center's existence. All right. And that's because we're sitting in comfortable chairs? Exactly. We're sitting <laughs> down. We, we had a lot of feedback last time that we did this uh, a year ago, and that feedback was don't ever do that while sitting on a stool ever again. But the chair is comfortable. I just feel a little bit guilty because they're so much more comfortable than everybody else's chair. So... Do you guys feel less motivated with us sitting down than when we're standing? We'll jump up at some point, I'm sure. Yeah. Well, this morning, this is kind of... What do we call this? A family meeting? Is that what we call this? Okay. And some of you are in trouble. <laughs> That's what we call this. <laughs> That's not true. But Teresa is just very nervous for some reason, and she thinks that's... yeah. We want to share some good news this morning, and we want to, uh, sometimes I think as a church staff, it's easy to take for granted all the amazing things that are happening, and then we realize that not everybody knows all the amazing things that are happening. And so we decided we should probably help you guys see some of the big picture, um, some of what God's doing here, because there's some amazing things going on. So we want to talk about that this morning, about what the Lord's doing and where we're going. So just a simple family meeting. Are you ready? Is that good? Is that a good summation of what we're doing? I think that sounds fantastic. Okay. It's good I'm, with you? I love it. Okay. <laughs> we're just going to talk about our vision and strategy. You want to take this? I think any church, and we, we happen to be one tribe of the church, so any tribe that is going to affect uh, this earth has to start right here, Matthew 28, 18 through 20, and Christ Center is no different than any other uh, tribe in the church that we want to see God's kingdom come and his will be done on earth. And that comes from this scripture, Matthew 28, 18 through 20, all authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth, go therefore and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to observe all that I commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. So anything that we're going to do as a, as, a, as a tribe, as a house, in our cities, in our families, in, in government, in the different spheres of society, has to come out of this command from Jesus. This is the Great Commission. This is the command Jesus gave us that... We're not just here, um, you know, grinning and bearing it until he comes. We're not, we're not just uh, trying to survive until he comes. But rather, we're actually on the offensive. Um, we are going and making disciples of all nations. And so this shapes whether, uh, whether we realize it or not. And I, I feel like we do realize it, but it's worth saying again and again and again until he does come that we are looking in everything that we do, from our family systems at home to our workplace to how we serve, how we worship, every strategy that we have, that it's coming out of this command to make disciples of all nations and to teach everyone to do everything that Jesus commanded. And so that, this is really the foundation from, uh, for everything that we're doing. And, and this also gives us, really, it's, it's a litmus test then for any time that we go to create something, then we go, well, is it helping to accomplish this? Because if it's not, we should cut it and do something else. 
I think sometimes um, in churches, when, when this is the, the goal, um, we can start to feel overwhelmed, especially nowadays that we can see windows into every part of the world. You're looking around and you're going, well, making disciples of all nations, that's kind of overwhelming. And that's why I'm super glad about this next part. This is something the Lord spoke to, to Joshua years ago, I think when you were first coming on as senior pastor, right, um, that we were to operate within these uh, sort of guidelines. Oh, actually, that's the wrong thing. Simplicity, sustainability, and networking. That these were, were three uh, uh, sort of signposts that we were supposed to, to make sure we always did things. And simplicity for the sake of, we've all got to be able to understand what it is that we're called to. So if something's too complicated, if a church mission is too complicated, if there's too many things going on, then we're going to end up losing the plot. Sustainability, so it's not just, we're not just doing one-offs. We're not doing, we're going to do this over here, then we're going to run over here. Then you end up losing vision that way. And also, if it's too much, then people end up getting burned out. Have you guys ever been around a ministry or a church when burnout was looked on as holy? Okay, it's not. It isn't. You end up completely defe defeating the purpose and uh, being cruel to your people at that point. And we, we never want to do that. We always want to remember uh, the Lord's given us families and relationships first. And as we serve his kingdom, we're going to do that in the way that we understand that uh, th this is a lifetime race. It's not a sprint. And finally, networking. That we never forget that we have, a, there's a, the body of Christ is big. And there's lots of people doing lots of amazing things. We don't have to do all of them. Isn't that a relief? You don't have to do all of the things because there's other people doing other things that you can do better. And that's the same with our tribe. There's lots of other tribes that can do things better than we do. So you know what we're going to do? We're not going to try to compete. We're going to try to work with them instead. So those are three of the, the guidelines that we live by, simplicity, sustainability, and network, networking. Anytime there's a new ministry opportunity that comes up, we really run it through this grid. Is this simple enough? Is this sustainable enough? Are we trying to do this all by ourselves? Seriously, every time something comes up, this is the way we live. Or are we trying to create a ministry that already exists yeah. within our reach? Um, right. I think probably that would be oftentimes, it may be well-meaning, but oftentimes it's, it's uh, unfortunately, it's, it's ignorant. It's not sustainable because someone else is actually better at it than us or 15 years ahead of us. So in honor, we can go and join that network, that group, as long as they're preaching, as long as they're committed to the Great Commission um, and doing it in a beautiful way. We can network. In the spirit of simplicity, our uh, uh, mission statement is, is, is this our mission? I don't even know if this is our mission statement. We don't have lots of official things. We should get more official. Um, very simple. Love God, love others, serve both. Isn't that easy enough? We love God, we love others, we serve both. We serve both everywhere we can in any way that we can. A very simple thing. Um, let's, uh, let's go in now to some of our, um, our immediate uh, vision and strategy. These are some of the things that are going on um, right here. This is where we serve uh, one another. So we're just we're going to throw out a whole bunch of stuff just to give you guys a bird's eye view of the things that are happening. So first of all, uh, we have this, what happens right here, the Sunday service. And it's a temptation sometimes to overlook and to underestimate the value of what we do here on a Sunday morning. But this is a time when we come together and to hear uh, God's heart for us, just like this morning, what happened. It's also that we consistently proclaim the gospel to our community. This is what he's called us to do, and uh, uh, we, we love what happens. And one of the things we love is that so many of you serve in, in many areas 
um, so many ways, uh, whether it be the coffee shop or greeting or ushering or the prayer team, the children's ministry team. There's so many amazing things that, that go on here. So we just want to thank you for, for jumping in and being a part of that. I think because the, the kingdom of heaven, we know that the government of heaven is based on family. You have the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. And God has chosen to reveal himself uh, as family. And so the government of heaven is based on family. Everything that comes out of that is going to look like family. And it really can't be um, overvalued or overestimated on how important these times are. It's, it's, I think sometimes we can get busy and we're going to think, oh, well, what's the big deal? It's a big room full of people singing some songs and, and listening to uh, you know, some music. And, and, and in the height of those you know, cynical moments that we have, and we all have them, um, it can feel that way. But the truth is, it's a demonstration of the family getting together. Um, and, and God says, you know, don't, don't, don't forsake the gathering together of the brothers and, and sisters. Because what happens in that moment, there's, well, there's so many things that happen. But just a quick testimony. And just three weeks ago, somebody received the baptism of the Holy Spirit during Sunday. There was a word. Somebody's going to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit today. You've never experienced um, that baptism of fire that Jesus speaks about, and, then, and it happened right here on a Sunday. Well, if we weren't here gathering, doing those things, they would not have encountered the Holy Spirit. Uh, there was another person I know of that's, that, had, uh, that had, had a leg grow out on a Sunday. Um, there's, you know, we pray for missionaries on Sunday. We, um, we've had people healed of cancer here on Sunday. Um, you receive encouragement on Sunday. I mean, I could go on and on and on, and I don't have the time to do that. But the point is, never underestimate the power in us gathering together, um, I think the psalmist said it best when he said, you know, I, I was out, I almost became like a brute beast when I, when I considered the wicked and how they prosper. But then I came into the house of the Lord, and there I remembered. And so for each of us, when we come together, isn't it amazing how often you come in on Sunday and you're just like, I don't even know if this Jesus thing is working and then you show up, and during worship, you're just, oh, Jesus, I can't live without you. And that, and, that's, and that is really purchased by every one of you, both that you show up, which, by the way, don't underestimate how much it means for you to just show up, just to be here, because you're somebody's divine appointment, and you're carrying the presence of God. When you're here, there's that much more. Kids ministry. Uh, we heard a phenomenal testimony uh, a couple weeks ago about what's going on as they're learning to love and serve their neighbors and build the kingdom. We're not waiting until they get to be adults to do that, which is exciting. Beautiful, beautiful things going on there. Um, and right along with that, we have the open heavens room, and sometimes we forget even to mention this, um, but many of you are aware um, that we have a room right across here, the Open Heavens Room, which is specifically for children with developmental disabilities, autism, um, all, you know, all kinds of things. But we recognize, uh, as my son is, uh, uh, you know, has had uh, severe autism himself, we recognize how difficult it can be for families sometimes to try to find a church to go to. And, and many, I'm very involved in the online autism community, and many people who are believers just stop going to church just because it's too difficult. Um, so we decided to open up the Open Heavens Room and hire out uh, Lori Hood, who works professionally with uh, children with autism, just so the parents can come and, and worship. And the kids are bathed in, in prayer as well. Um, so that's a big thing that we do, and we forget to mention it. But um, I think it's beautiful. And we've benefited hugely personally from that. So thank you, all who are involved. I know there's all kinds of volunteers that go in there. You guys are amazing. Um, that's, a, that's a beautiful thing. Um, G Paradigm Youth Ministry. This is uh, our youth group. Isn't just coming together and eating pizza uh, on a Wednesday night. Um, and Jeff Starr would never ever allow that to be to end there. He's very intentional about pouring into 
uh, our young people and having them serve all over the place. So they're very involved in missions and they're very involved serving locally um, and, and being raised up as uh, as leaders. So that's a beautiful and effective ministry. Sozo, a beautiful prayer ministry that we have right here in our house. Um, you want to take that one? Well, I first have to say that a young man gave his life to the Lord uh, two weeks ago on a Wednesday night at G Paradigm. I'm pretty sure that keeps Jeff's contract on for one more week. So, <laughs> uh, Sozo Ministry, one of my favorite ministries. Um, I'm not allowed to have favorites, but um, I've had my life absolutely transformed by encountering um, God uh, during this wonderful inner healing ministry, and um, it's uh, it's just phenomenal. I encourage you to go on the website and read a little bit more about it, but it's just a very simple, very sweet ministry to encounter the Lord and to deal with some maybe some lies that you believe or some strongholds that the enemy has, has put into your life. Um, yeah, it's just been amazing. I've seen marriages healed. Uh, I've seen people be able to hear the voice of God for the first time in their life after walking with the Lord for like 30 plus years. Um, I've seen uh, fathers and sons be reconciled after unlocking some things that that they had believed um, in different conversations. And then as God encountered them in that time, they were able to unravel some deep-seated beliefs that they held. So just, uh, yeah, I need to stop bragging on Sozo or else the other ministries are going to feel unloved. And I, I love all the ministries. All of them. And if that sounds awesome to you, call the office and get an appointment. They're awesome. Um, uh, home groups, we've taken a very specific um, uh, strategy with our home groups in, in that, uh, and you guys know this, most of you, but we don't uh, have home groups that just keep on going forever. We, we have home groups that meet for a little while, then take a break, and they start up again um, and with completely new groups. I have to say one thing. We actually do have some home groups that keep on going forever, and we're really glad, but we also have other options because some of them, you know, you can't help but fall in love with each other, and some people have continued on um, to meet because they're dear friends. And so we didn't want to have that be, we love that and we want to hold on to that. So there are some. And then we also have groups that will uh, cover certain topics. So we, this is sort of a core part of, uh, part of our discipleship strategy that we have here for all of us, that we can continue to, to become better disciples of Christ as we uh, dive into all different areas. So we've got Financial Peace University that we do pretty much every single time. We have Restoration Ministries, our own uh, in-house uh, inner healing ministry uh, it, it, that's phenomenal. We have different marriage classes, classes that deal with uh, health and wholeness of, of your body, uh, we deal with uh, fun intellectual things like our C.S. Lewis group. Um, and uh, <laughs> thank you for that. That was cool. That was awesome. Um, but we, we like to have different ways that, that people can grow. And here's some of the coolest things that we've seen happen. One of those is an uh, intergenerational bridge um, that ends up being, being built, which is we've seen this happen uh, awesome in our group this time. Another thing that's really amazing is that there's groups that pop up that we never initiate, and this is what we love. We love to see this. We completely don't initiate. We would have never thought of. We had uh, one, one group, for example, Colette's uh, uh, Women's Self-Defense Group. There's Colette. Wave, Colette. Wave. There you go. Colette's <laughs> Women's Self-Defense Group. I would have never thought of that as a home group or uh, Aaron's Fitness Group. And these have been wonderful, uh, awesome uh, opportunities for fellowship and even getting healthier 
and learning to laugh together and all kinds of wonderful things. So we want to encourage you, if you have something on your heart, you think, you know, I'd love to, I'd love to, to do this and serve in this way and help people grow in this area that I'm really strong in, come and let us know and let's talk about it because that could be a great opportunity. But this is just one part of our uh, overall discipleship strategy. Of course, Passion Week is something we offer uh, every year. I already talked about that this morning. We even have a, a, our own prophetic and uh, a prophetic art and dance time that uh, Rachel Bakken uh, leads uh, once a month here in, in the, the dance studio. So we have all sorts of, and there's more than this. We're just throwing some, some highlights up here, but all sorts of ways that we can grow together and that you guys are helping to serve and lead in. And we, we thank you for that. It's a beautiful thing. We good? Why don't you talk about our building? So we um, have been given this lovely building in 1975. The Lord through, I, I unfortunately don't have enough time to tell you the story, but through miraculous means gave us this building for $100,000 at, at a time when it was valued at $250,000, at a time when $250,000 was over a million dollars worth of buying power. And uh, we actually, we had 48 people here. And we bought this building for $100,000 with an unsigned note based on the Lord telling Pastor John, I want to house my church there. And I'm going to make it a light in the center of the city. And so we bid on it. We were the only people that bid on it. And we ended up getting it and making payments on this little baby. And uh, it has been used for so many things through the years. But we know the key thing that God wants is he wants it to be a community center. He wants it to be a light in the center of the city. And so in the same way that God's given us this command to make disciples of all nations, part of what we get to do in simplicity, sustainability, and networking is we get to co-labor with other uh, people, ministries, and, um, and organizations to bless the community with the desire that they would be blessed and that they would encounter God and that we'd have the opportunity to make disciples of all nations. So, um, so here's just a few things that go on here in this amazing Center Elementary School that we now call Christ Center. So on Tuesday nights, we have Cowboy Church. Oh, one thing I do want to share is that what we've done is we've shared, um, we don't charge anyone rent, but we do allow all the organizations that can up to their level of ability to help share with the utilities. And so that's been a mutual blessing because they are able to come and use space for like ridiculously less than what they would because we believe in what they're doing. So we go, well, we love this. So if you can help with utilities, uh, we'd love to help house you. And, uh, and uh, so it's just been a wonderful co-laboring with these different ministries. So Cowboy Church is here on Tuesday nights and uh, continuing to see miracles and salvations, and that's awesome. Junction City School of Dance is right over here. Um, Karen had a, a desire and a vision to have a dance studio in Junction City, I think about 15 years ago. Is that right? 12, 12 years ago. She's, She's saying no. I'm apparently Our dear senior pastor has a thing with time. I hate and math. Years and time. And I am eternal. Years. I'm an eternal creature. <laughs> I should not be measured by time ever. It's, it's, okay, we're just some talking about years like, before. He always says ever, it's like eight years when it's like five and things like that. It's one of the reasons we love you. It's endearing. And I love your love for me. It always feels so good. <laughs> At one point, <laughs> the other day, my wife had a dream to have a, 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 dance, a dance studio in Junction City. And uh, so she began to pray into that. And um, little did we know, 
At that time, we were not even pastoring a church, were we? Because they used to have one in Eugene, and she began to pray that, that we have something here. So we began to pray. Now we get to house the Junction City School of Dance run by Amy and Lee Baker, and just phenomenal. And they love Jesus. They have people who have given their lives to Christ who encountered God because they brought their kids to start learning how to dance. And so that's wonderful. They're here five days a week, and um, we just we, we are big fans of Junction City School of Dance. So Early education program, uh, Matthew Wicks. Is Matthew in here? There he is. There's my man right there, Matthew Wicks. We, you know, we should do a whole book about what Matthew Wicks does in this community, but we're just going to talk about this one particular thing. Um, you are a wild man, Matthew. We love you. Yeah. You and your wife. You guys are awesome. So Matthew Wicks is the lead. To, yeah, we should give Matthew a little. Yeah, because... Matthew got his own slide. Did you see that? I don't know if it was purposeful, but that's how you do. At any rate, uh, Matthew is the lead teacher for the early education program, and, uh, and so he has uh, actually recommended and brought the whole team here, and so we get to house the early education program, and they work specifically with children with some different uh, developmental uh, challenges, and so that has just been wonderful. So they're here five days a week. and uh, In the open heavens room. In the open Isn't heavens room. Isn't that cool? Yeah. So that's just exciting because we created that room specifically to help those with developmental challenges, and we're getting to do it during the week as well. So that's just a big yay, God. So hallelujah. Strive Academy. Um, oh, wow, I'm drawing a blank on uh, Sensei Martin. Master Martin. <clears throat> Gary Martin. And uh, so he leads a, it's actually a private school model, and they use connections on online course, and then he teaches them taekwondo and leadership, and it's called Strive, or, uh, Strive Academy. And that's here five days a week as well. Christian Liberty Academy, our wonderful Kathy Stott that we love. She's here four days a week with a Christian um, kindergarten, and we just love to see her uh, equipping these little saints. I always love hearing them do the Pledge of Allegiance and then the Pledge of Allegiance to the Christian flag and then the armor. They put their armor on every morning. So it's just awesome. She's making these little kindergarten disciples. Also, the Navigators Homeschool Group, they, it's a co-op. Uh, when we used to have the private school and we would be doing all this fundraising, I used to just say, wouldn't it be great if we had a co-op? People could just come in and use the building and we wouldn't have to raise, you know, tens of thousands of dollars. And you know what? Now it's happening. <laughs> it's wonderful. There's 110 students here on Fridays and they come together and they have different classes and they do a play and we just we love our we love our homeschoolers and it's so exciting to network with those guys. Radio Zion, how many of you guys have heard of Radio Zion? Yeah, come on. It is the only Spanish radio station in this area. Um, there are 26,000 Hispanic Latino uh, people in, this, in, in our region, and uh, their reach goes even beyond our own region. But um, Charo and Otto, they actually have a Spanish radio station here called Radio Zion, and it's right here in this, in this room over here next to my office. And so at 11 o'clock every day, I get to hear, you know, very fast, loud, exuberant, charismatic Spanish. It makes me want to learn how to speak Spanish so that I can understand more than the little bits that I know. But it's phenomenal. And they've had people that have been healed that are calling in, and uh, they're reaching a whole demographic in a very strategic way. So we're excited to network with Radio Zion. Community School of Music, did we get that name right? Where is Jim and Jill? We got it right, yes. 
I heard a couple of the first drafts, so I got really worried when we wrote this down. So uh, Jim is working with uh, youth, and he is creating an orchestra and continuing to work to help these children to be able to create uh, a full-on orchestra in our community. And so he's been drawing from the Mennonite community and from this community and all over, and we sure love you guys. You guys are amazing. Isn't this cool? Like, this is all stuff that goes on every single week in this building. So th there's always cars out here, and a lot of times we have no idea what's going on. We just shrug. <laughs> Don't tell anybody that. But really, it's, it's really amazing. No, I and, and we them. didn't do any of this. This is the great thing. We didn't do any of this, but we get to participate through networking. Um, so we see it very much as a part of our mission, is to let all these different groups um, uh, serve God the way that they're called to and the way that they do best. Oh, and restoration. We almost forget about restoration because, I mean, it just seems like one of our appendages. I, I never heard of them. <laughs> I'm just <kidding>. <laughs> <laughs> restoration ministries. They're so dear and sweet. You know what they are? They're, they're like your wife. They do uh, so much, and sometimes you forget to appreciate how much wow. they've done. Gentlemen. Gentlemen. Yeah, now this. Now we love restoration this ministries. This is pod racing right there. International support, ministries we would network with financially. <laughs> oh, I love our college students. Uh, first, Streams of Mercy. Um, we, and we, we gave you guys an update on all these last week, but Streams of Mercy, orphans all around the world, literally around the world in some of the most destitute places. Uh, YWAM Tyler, they send Mercy Ministries and worldwide evangelism teams, they send like 80 a year out or something absurd, or 80 nations, I think, that they hit. Just amazing stuff, and, and the Brocks are, are a part of the leadership there for that. Um, Hope's Gate Ministries, working with victims of human trafficking, again, around the world, and they're in conjunction with Streams of Mercy. AIDS orphans in Papua New Guinea. Yes, I forgot to, to mention George and Crystal Nita last week. Like, one of my dearest friends. I couldn't believe that. Um, he, who's from Pop, he's from Papua New Guinea. It's been his dream for years to start an AIDS orphanage in Papua New Guinea. In fact, when his first wife, Karen, died, they were raising money to go and do that thing, even while she had cancer. Um, so she, she passed away about uh, four years ago, and he's since got remarried to... Uh, uh, Crystal, who's from Papua New Guinea, uh, who was raised in Papua New Guinea. She's Australian, but she grew up a nurse. Um, she was in YWAM, now she's a nurse. And so they're together going to do this thing that's been on his heart for years and years because AIDS is a huge problem. We support AIDS orphans in Papua New Guinea. Isn't that amazing? Um, also, Bible translators in Papua New Guinea, um, Kelly and Seen. Um, and also, obviously, this big Cuba initiative that we're looking at as we uh, uh, support Bobby and Eliseo, who um, are, are some of the most influential leaders in the entire church in Cuba um, and, and amazing people. So this is, again, we don't have to do this ourselves, but if we can have the right relationships and pour into these people strategically, we're able to touch the world in ways that there's no way we would able to be able to do individually. And I think with Cuba, too, I have to mention Alita, who is probably oh, yeah. the most influential leader in Cuba, uh, extraordinary apostolic leader that God has called, who is systematically um, discipling the youth, moving in all kinds of directions, working with art um, and music. I mean, she is unbelievable. When her husband passed away, she continued on with that same mantle. And, um, oh, man, she is We need to have her up here sometime. She is, she's like the Heidi Baker of Cuba. Yeah. She's unbelievable. She's unbelievable. Um, 
strategic places where we get to serve then. We, we've talked about what happens in our building, what happens internationally, what happens in, in, our own, in the midst of our own family, but we also get to, to work together to serve in some really strategic ways. One of them, local aid. Um, local aid, we've been, we've been very involved in um, uh, right here in Junction City as they meet the needs of, of uh, you know, people who need food on a regular basis, and it goes even past food, clothing. Karen has served on their board. Um, you know, our youth have started up their Thursday night um, distribution nights. I mean, just beautiful things there. It's serving a real need in our community. One Hope Network, obviously, with Steve and Patty Buss, but our church is, is definitely um, you know, one, of the, one of the key uh, churches that serves with whatever happens in One Hope. Uh, we're really full-on, completely invested in trying to see the body of Christ come together more and more. Um, and we've gotten some dear friends in that network. I want you to know. It's really cool. It's been amazing, the relationships um, that have come out of there. There's been so much momentum for what we get to do in our cities based on that uh, relationship that's truly just based upon prayer and knowing one another. We started praying together. We fell in love with each other. Did you know that happens? You start praying with somebody? Be careful, in fact, if you're single. You start praying yeah. with somebody, you might marry them. That's true. In, in YWAM, when people would, you know, these 18-year-olds would come into a discipleship training school, You'd start looking at the ones, and we're like, uh-oh, those two are praying together. We need, to, we need to talk with them, make sure that they're, you know, have whatever they need because they're praying together, so it's about to get serious. I think the moral here, parents, is if you notice your kid praying with someone else, make them stop. <laughs> wow. Let me rethink that. Project Hope. We, we get together with the entire uh, uh, church community every August to do Project Hope to show that we love our schools and we love the, the school children. So giving them supplies and, and working with the actual schools. Um, love, Inc. Love, Inc. You want to... How many of you have heard of Love, Inc.? All right, you're getting there. We're getting there. We're keeping it, yeah. keeping it going. Sharon Marty is our point person here, and she keeps us connected uh, with Love, Inc. And Love, Inc. is an, an incredible uh, networking uh, ministry that allows us to work together with the regional church to meet the needs in our cities. And so what they do is they actually provide a call center and a clearinghouse for services and goods so that we can co-labor in a much more elegant way to meet real needs. Oftentimes we hear that thing, love your neighbor as yourself, and it's like, okay, that sounds pretty good. But then you're like, well, where's the need? Because my neighbor actually has a way nicer house than mine. Um, and, uh, and so what's very cool is for those of us that have that heart, uh, we can sign up for specific things that Christ Center can provide. Right now, what we're working on is providing a, a moving team that can move people one Saturday a month. It'd be the last Saturday of each month. So that way, when people are moving out of homelessness, or which is a, a key thing, then they can call us up and say, hey, Christ Center, we're ready for your for your uh, hope establishment team to show up with a U-Haul and move these people into their house because they're taking steps to get out of that. And um, so just a really, a very simple thing, and that's something where we could go. I mean, how many of us would go help people move out of homelessness into their home? Yeah, exactly, and that's all we need is about 10 people. You show up, move them in, able to meet a wonderful need. All that happens with, with this. Also, our own uh, Vern Whitaker actually serves on the board of Love, Inc., which is wonderful. And, and, and Dave uh, has been fixing cars for Love, Inc., and all kinds of cool we, stuff. We happened. were actually going to keep that a secret, but... Um, That's not actually going on. It's not you a, did it's not, not hear a, me. It's not the Dave you know. It's a top secret Dave. The top will secret remain Dave. nameless. The mission. But we really appreciate him if he did exist. If, if he did, which he totally doesn't. The mission, 
We do a lot, a lot with the mission. There's several of our ladies do all kinds of amazing things over there, and awesome stuff is going on. They're always um, have have needs that that we can help to meet. There's a great twofer there too, because with the mission, uh, Wendy and uh, Jane Erickson, Wendy Crimes, Jane Erickson's two key people, and so many others. And I, I can't name names, but if you're there, thank you. Um, but they're also bringing um, restoration into the mission, which has been phenomenal. We're seeing extraordinary changes in people's lives. So just another one of those beautiful things that restoration gets to do. And, uh, and, uh, and we get to house and co-labor with restoration. So how, you, how much you love that. Yeah. Life change program, which came right out of the mission. It's a, a wonderful discipleship program that uh, the two of us have, have got to, to help with. Beautiful. Uh, we also have people that volunteer in the public schools. You guys, are so much going on. Uh, we're also going to start the new state mental uh, hospital, which is you know right there on 99 in Junction City. Uh, we're going to be jumping in on there as they need chaplains, both for their staff and for uh, their, their clients that, that live there. So, um, And finally, one church, one day, of course, we just prayed uh, 24-7 with the rest of the body of Christ here. Um, so there's lots of things we get to be involved in. And one of the things we, we like to keep in mind, too, is that um, we see all of the different vocations that are, are represented in this room, all the different ways of service, um, as holy unto the Lord. So, you know, there, there's not one uh, area of service that's more ministry um, than the different things that you guys are doing. And this is a, a mindset that we want to continue uh, to remind you of, that what you do matters to the Lord. Some things we can do all together, like uh, uh, that, you know, that last page and some of those things. We, we get together, we put uh, our energies together, we serve together. Sometimes we can't do that. It's just individual things, and those things are every bit as beautiful. So thank you for being faithful with, with what the Lord's given you. Um, just some things on the horizon that we feel like the Lord is emphasizing. One is uh, an, an increased emphasis on missions. And um, we mentioned this last week. We'd like to be able to start taking teams, um, not just youth teams, but teams of people who particularly might have a skill that would be really helpful in an area that we could go visit the missionaries that we have in different areas, help them to build, help them to pray, help them do whatever it is that we can do to encourage them and jump in on that. Um, also, uh, uh, increased uh, funding for missionaries as well as going along with that. Another thing is we feel like the Lord's given us a local emphasis on foster care. Um, as, as back in January, of course, we have this big foster care night for the region. But this has come up over and over again, and it's just obvious this is on the Lord's heart, that we want to minister to foster families. And we don't have to wait to do huge joining together, together efforts in Eugene. We can do some of that right here in Junction City. So one of the things that you, we, we will be doing is having uh, foster parents' nights out. And we'll be doing that. We'll, we'll be able to, to have the foster kids come here, and we can do all sorts of fun things while the, the, the parents can go out and get a break. Wouldn't that be a beautiful ministry? Um, it's something that's very, very needed. And <laughs> Teresa's like, yes, it's true. Help these people. Um, so uh, we, that's something that, that we just feel is a mandate from the Lord. And finally, this one's a little bit more vague, but the Lord has been speaking uh, for about a year about this. Um, growing emphasis on ministry through art and beauty. The Lord's given us some phenomenally talented people here, um, and has been linking our hearts together more and more uh, to, to serve him through uh, music, through drama, through all sorts of art. And we just feel like this is a mandate from the Lord to let this area grow. And like I say, right now it's a little bit vague, but we know the Lord's speaking it. And so you're going to see more and more of this. Um, and it's not for performance sake. It's because we want to draw people in to see the beauty of the King. Amen? Um, so, 
our vision and strategy. There it is, sort of a nutshell. Isn't that cool? The Lord's doing some amazing things. How many, of you, how many of you just heard about something you didn't even know was going on? Just raise your hand. That's pretty encouraging, isn't it? It's just unbelievable what a medium-sized tribe can do as everyone begins to realize that we're all in full-time ministry. And so may the Lord, I want to read this right here, Galatians 6, 9 through 10, and let us not be weary in well-doing. Let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. So then, as we have opportunity, let us work that which is good toward all men, and especially toward them that are of the household of faith. So it just shows this beautiful priority of love God with all your heart, love your neighbor as yourself, and serve both. And don't grow weary, because the ongoing accumulative effect of what you're doing as you continue to be faithful in your sphere of influence, to understand everything that you touch becomes holy. Everywhere that you are becomes the atmosphere of God in heaven. Every place that you are, you are salt and light. But Jesus warns us in that. He says, hey, but make sure you don't lose your light or your saltiness. So we're interdependent. That's why we got to keep gathering together. we got to keep stirring one another up to good works because if we don't keep each other stirred up, the truth is we get weary and well-doing. We kind of wonder, well, what's the point? You know, yeah, so I sing a couple songs a couple times a, a, a month, you know, like what's that really doing? Well, what it's really doing is it's part of the overall picture of, of, of empowering the saints as they encounter God again while you bring your gift. It's like, well, so I volunteer a couple hours a week as a mentor for people at the mission. I mean, what's that really change in the, in the grand scheme of things? Well, for one man that uh, actually Jess Rebus mentored, um, he came out of the Life Change program. Jason and I teach. We do a 12-week course once a year. And this young man, or not young man, actually, he's not a young man. That's part of the beauty. He's like, uh, he's not super, he's like in his 50s. And uh, so here he comes out. Careful, I know, just see me digging a hole. Ah, I don't think that's old at all. I don't okay. know what you're talking so about. So at any rate, um, this man's in his 50s, comes in totally addicted into the Life Change program. He says, look here, we'll end with this story. He says, look here. He says, I'm not here to meet Jesus or to hear any of that nonsense. I am here because i got to deal with my addiction. In the end, he's received Christ as his Savior. He's free from his addiction. But not only that, he's actually going to school now because he specifically wants to work as a counselor to help people overcome their addictions. And, and that was a beautiful co-laboring between we connected with the mission and life change because we're part of One Hope. We got to teach in life change because of part of that strategy. Jess connected with him because he comes to Christ Center and heard about that and went, I could do that. And I've got three hours a month. Sure, I'll do it. And through all, all of that, God blessed somebody's life. And then, I, I, I mean, and then the truth is we get all of the compound interest that comes out of all the people that Jerry is going to get to bring in, you know, from strength to strength and bring them out of addiction into freedom. So how beautiful is that? And the truth is me and Jess, we both get really discouraged sometimes. But when we come in here and worship with you and hear the testimonies of what you're doing and your faithfulness in your area, and as you keep coming in and being faithful in every area together, we all stay encouraged, and we are reaping. We are reaping the things that we're sowing. 
And so I just want to thank you. Thank you for being the sons and daughters that you are. Thank you for being the mothers and fathers in our city that you are. Thank you for not growing weary in, in, in well-doing. Thank you for never giving up. Thank you for being humble enough to come in here and, and confess your sins to one another when you absolutely blow up and fall apart. And then being humble enough to come in and say, I'm broken, I need help. Would you put me back together? Thank you for that. Thank you for getting back up out of the mud and letting us help wash you off and jumping right back in and saying, okay, but for the glory of God. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for fighting for your marriages and for your children. Thank you for fighting for my marriage and my children. Thank you for fighting for those that are in prison as we go in with restoration. Thank you for serving. Thank you. Let's stand. We thank you, Holy Spirit, for all that you're doing in us. We thank you for all that you're going to do. We ask that you would refresh and encourage our hearts as we march forward to what you have for us. In Jesus' name. Prayer team, come up. If you need prayer for any reason, come up. Have a wonderful week. And enjoy your book that is signed by Jessica on your way.